Welcome to another episode of Let's Chat About Death. We are joined today, oh, there's three of us here on the panel today. There's obviously, oh, I don't know why that's playing again. <laughs> Let's turn that off. Jeez, who who set me as the console operator? Because <laughs> no one else knows how to operate it. Pretty um, much. Uh, we've got a panel of three. There's me, Chris, and then we have Annie and we have Nicole. So, hello, girls. Hello. Hi. Hi. Yeah, you guys get the applause. We don't. What was that? Did you say anything? <laughs> you cut her off. Oh, did I? <laughs> yep. I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, what are we talking about today? Um, today we're going to talk about uh, planning your own funeral. Oh. Ooh. Which is a fun topic. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to talk about the benefits of planning your own funeral. Yeah. Because um, you, you're doing – you've pretty much planned yours, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I have. So I have this I have this book. I cannot remember what the book is called. But there's this book and you can fill it out with your called music book of choices. Annie. Well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> your music choices – what colour coffin you want, what kind of flowers, everything. If you want to be buried, cremated, everything like that. Yeah. And pretty much filled it out and then I sent it to my family with no warning. Okay. And how, how did that go down? Um, I got a very stressed call from my mother but I explained uh-huh. to her that I was just, uh, I was just getting wow. prepared, organised. Okay. And how about uh, you, Nicole? Do you, um, do you have anything like that? Yeah, I've told everyone what I want. Yeah. Yep. Husband, parents, kids—they all know. So how how did how did you like? How can you come up with something so quick though? Like how can you just like what made you go? Hmm, I need to sit down and do this. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> That's just Danny falling asleep in the corner. Yeah. I think it's. Oh. I just know what I want. I just, mm-hmm. I just know. Yeah. I've, I've seen photos. I've been to funerals and yeah. that looks nice and I want that. Okay. And how'd that go down with your family? Oh, they all know. They all know. Yeah, they're, they're cool. They're fine. Yeah. What happens if they do something different? Well, you're not going to know, are you? I will. Oh, you them. will know. <laughs> you will know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I've pretty much told my family... Yeah, I want to be cremated. That's me. I, I'm not a, I'm not a person for burial, but each to their own. Um, and look, there might be something else down the track that, you know, grabs my eye. But like, if I was something was to happen to me now, or touch wood, it doesn't, because then that would make for a really good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> As we're giving Chris CPR, please stay with us. <laughs> um. You know, of uh, what was that? <laughs> Clearing my throat. Oh, creamy throat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to 
to, you know, like if something was happening to me, definitely cremation, um, you know, I've tried to get some really good funny photos together. So mm-hmm. I'll often take <laughs> selfies of myself with stupid faces. So that will go down really well with the 400 photos for presentation <laughs> that we'll have. Um, I'm not sure how many people will turn up for it. So I can't even say what, yeah, what I want there. Um, I am a bigger person, so I don't know, coffin that's quite comfortable. I don't really care what colour, really, doesn't at the end of the day. Um, I like roses, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think I think with Emma and all of that, the wife and the kids, they're pretty good with that. They, they pretty much know, um, you know, what angle they'd want to go with that. So planning funerals, I think, is probably a really, really important thing for several reasons. One, that you're having your wishes recorded down. If you only saw this, and he's turning the microphone very, very quietly towards her, like, you've had enough now. Um, Yes. So we were meant to have three microphones, um, but the one that I brought, yeah, didn't work. So that's okay. We can deal with this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, writing your wishes down, talking about it. The biggest thing is people don't like talking about it. It's like, oh, it's morbid. Um, but it's essential because once it's said and done and locked away, you don't have to talk about it ever again unless things change. Um, and the other thing is too is financial, you know, like and we're going to talk a little bit in a moment. Um, about the difference between, say, insurance and prepaying or a funeral bond um, and why you should do probably one more than the other or, you know, any other options that you have. But sometimes, you know, planning ahead and saying, well, look, this funeral is going to cost me X amount of dollars. I'm going to make sure I have an account aside that family can access um, only when that event happens. And I guess that's where... Locking in a prepaid contract or something else like that secures that money. Because you know what happens is that you go and you've probably already done it with savings. You put everything, you go, oh, yeah, we'll put 50 bucks away each week. All of a sudden a huge bill comes in. You go, you know what, Mm, there's $1,000 in that account. Why don't we just use that and we'll pay it back. Mm -hmm. Do you ever pay it back? No. Probably not likely. So having having that way... um, any, any preparation is good preparation. Um, what else you got there, Annie? Um, well, I was going to make the point that <clears throat> I think that the reason why our families are all just like, okay, yeah, that's natural, um, is because it's, it's really only natural for a funeral director to plan their own funeral. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to look at what we're doing, what funerals we're attending, you know, yeah. different options, the different coffins that we see and sort of go, oh, I like that one and I like this one. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of families, I guess, that we see have no idea, never had to do it before. They don't really want to have to do it. But th- we are their first exposure to to death. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we show them, it's like, oh, well, that's nice. But they're not. Yeah, unless they were, you know, going to multiple funerals. But my biggest thing is as long as you have a couple of things written down, one, burial or cremation, it's either one or the other. We've got a family currently at the moment that wasn't sure, like, what this person was meant to have. You know, you make the wrong decision, 
you'll have to live with that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, and the other – I think the other side of that too is, um, you know, with with family involvement with that – with any process um, is always a good thing, I reckon. Um, yeah, what else? What else we got there? Um <clears throat> Just on the topic of what would you like done with your body with burials or cremations, yep. have a chat with your family also about whether or not you are an organ donor. You can register to become one online. You get an organ donor card. Um, but ultimately your family still has to sign something saying that they want yeah, to Yeah, they're happy with organs. that. It's a really fine line I reckon with <laughs> organ donors because it used to be – and um, Nicole was actually saying something while before we went on air here about why isn't it on our driver's license anymore? And I am to the belief, unless I'm corrected down the track, is I think there was something legal that happened um, where you know someone was found or they they died in an accident or whatever, and or went to hospital and there was a life support, and because his license had you know donor. It was sort of a given, like that's what we're going to do. But then I, 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 I would have thought that then the family would have got involved and said, no, that was against our wishes. He did that. You know, his licence would have been 10 years, you know. So, for example, he's done that. But now he's gone, well, no, I don't want to be, but it's still on his licence. Yeah. So I reckon that I reckon that's where that's come in and where you've got that organ card and mm. things like that. But the family still gets a say in that. You know, because uh, I guess at the end of the day, they're you know they're the ones that have to deal with the grieving and the process after that. Mm-hmm. But also, there's the good of of donating your organs and bones and tissue and all that type of stuff too. Um, so apart from, I mean, you know, to be an organ donor, how hard is that to, you know, to go? Yes, I definitely want to do that. I think that it was sort of – I can't remember ever making the decision, to be honest with you. I think that it was something that I knew that I was I was just like – my entire life I was like, yeah, I would like to be an organ donor. And then pretty much as soon as I turned 18 and could register as an organ donor, I think I waited until I was 19 or 20. Yeah. Um, but as soon as I was old enough to register as an organ donor, I did. So I've had an organ donor card for five – Four or five years now. Yeah. And Nicole, are you a a donor? I am. You are. Okay. Yes. So reason behind you being one? Just Honestly, it was over 20 years ago that I decided and I don't really remember deciding. There is just a few things I don't want to donate though. Okay. Yep. And what can you ask what, what or can I ask what those bits would be? Anything to do with my eyes? Yep. Or my skin. Yeah, skin. Skin's a real, a real. Yeah, it, it's and and on our end, have you girls ever seen anyone that's been, they've been tissue donors before? No. Yeah. Now I'm not trying to turn people off if that is something that you definitely want to do, um, because it takes a very special person to do skin and and all of that, but they tend to take the skin from areas that are quite rumpy or have got a little bit of fat associated with 
and they tend to be areas that can't really be patched up properly. Now, it's going to be quite graphic, so I'm going to give you a little bit of a disclaimer. Um, maybe you just skip through this bit. All right, so how I represent skin or tissue donors is like if you got a grater and grated your skin or if you've ever grated a zucchini and it goes to that mushy yeah. sloppiness, that's what is pretty much left. Absolutely. All right. So, but they've, they've managed to, you know, get a couple of layers and that's all great for their specimen. But the leftover is it just keeps oozing. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like I've... I've worked on some – well, I've worked on multiple people that have had it. doesn't matter how much chemical or drying chemical you put on, you wrap it, three towels, a couple of sheets, it still gets through. Mm-hmm. So um, especially if they're, ta- yeah, if they're taking things from arms or, or backs and bottoms, which is where they t- – and legs is where they tend to take it from um, – it's nearly to the point where you you really need to be wrapped and and yeah so there's no liquid. Mm-hmm. It sounds really graphic and and I apologise if it's upset anyone but um, but those that have donated tissue and all of that well done because it um, you know it does certainly help people. So yeah, you were saying eyes, skin, everything else they can take. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it all comes down to also how if you've got any issues during your life. So you might say, okay, you're 20, yep, you're going to be an organ donor, you get to 70 and they go, nah, nah. They'll only take those bits that they need to take but a 70-year-old liver may not work really good on a, on a young person um, whereas it's the young people that will then help the older people because they've got that younger. Um, I, I haven't – look, I, I said to my family – Oh, probably moons ago. If I spoke about it tonight, they would, they won't ever remember me talking about it. But I think it would be something that they need to make a decision with too. Like I'm happy to help people. So if it is what it is, the other side is there's a lot of people that say, well, I'll I'll donate everything else apart from my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, and that's pretty good too. Uh, I think something's better than nothing. You know. Um, but then once again, yeah, it's viability. Um, you pretty much have to be brain dead for them to be able to take it. You've got to be maintained like that. Um, so I guess, yeah, the, the last, the last answer or question to the family will be, is this something you definitely want? Yes or no? Um, and hopefully that that organ or those organs will then live on forever, um, you know, and give that that other person um, an extended part of their life that they may not have had the opportunity. So, well done to both of you for becoming organ donors because, yeah, it is it is a big thing. Um, but we are in a care industry where we where we do deal with people, um, and even before, you know, in whatever else we've done, you're still dealing with people. You're still dealing with them in their rawness too. So, but I think being on this side of the fence. Life's too damn short Mm -hmm. and you see so many people that have gone through liver disease Mm -hmm. and no one is donating. 
no one's like even for the transplant side of things you know unfortunately someone has to be nearly on their end mm -hmm. to to get one um and i would love to know what the statistics were today's organ donors against you know 20 years ago because i reckon there would probably be less now than what there was then because society's changed everyone's you know a lot of people are more about you know i'm not going to do this for my fellow man because you know the whole covid thing and yeah. you know i don't want to deal with that yeah so yeah no but well done well done with that uh what else what else in regards to planning um will writing that's a really big thing yeah nicole do you have one to be honest no ah. i don't <laughs> oh my god yes. oops <laughs> Um, just haven't got around to it or? Yeah, pretty much. Or do you think? I, yeah. We have, my husband and I have spoken to people that would take our little ones. People. People. Yeah. So sister and brother-in-law. Yeah. Will take the little ones if something was to happen to both of us. So we've organised that. But having a will as such, we don't have. Yeah. We really should. Yeah, I mean, even if it's just the post office ones, um, they're pretty good. We, we've we got one with a solicitor, but it's we've got to update ours because one, one half of the family we don't speak to anymore. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But I was looking at maybe doing the Australia Post ones mm -hmm. or, um, yeah, I don't know if I'd go down the solicitor line anymore. I'm not really sure. I don't, um, I don't think you really need to do that. My parents just updated their wills this year yep. with the solicitor after a very, very long time. Yeah. It's their old will stated that my brother and I are to go to my aunties. Right. So they yeah. figured it was time <laughs> to update. Yeah, like our, our, our the only reason why ours is because one of the family used to work at the solicitor's office and that's the reason why we went through them. But I don't think we'd go through them for anything. Like, yeah. Um, but, yeah, wills are 100% a really good idea. And I think a lot of people leave it for, oh, they think it's for the oldies. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, you've got to be 70. You've got to put all your assets. No, 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 no. It might be as simple as even your wish, burial, cremation. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you want any assets, your car or whatever or house or, you know, uh, goes to X, Y, Z. Or, Engagement you know, rings. Yeah, rings, any, kind of any of that. Any yep. of that type of information is important. And then... Every five, maybe years, ten years or whatever, you update it because things will come. Kids will grow up. You know, you might have a blue with your family, and you might change it. You know, ten times in your lifetime. But um, if something ever went down, you want to know that it's covered rather than you know your fur babies or whatever going to Jono down the street. Mm -hmm. But you had a blue with Jono, and he's not getting them. You know, mm -hmm. but according to your will, they are. So, yeah, covering covering yourself, I think, is a big thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Have you got a will? I do. Hang on. You've got to speak into <laughs> that. Um, I do. Yeah. I did one online for like 50 bucks. Oh, an online one. Mm. Wow. Yeah. You're like doing that. What does – like size? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably she's, – She's probably holding <laughs> up like her fingers like – I should know what that means, <laughs> but what 
Like, probably that's probably how big my assets are. Oh, <laughs> so it was that amount of assets into that. Tiny, okay, my thousand yeah. dollar car <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and my dog. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's yeah, it. beautiful. That's but um, well, yeah, that's another option online. I mean, I've, yeah, so I would. Are they certified though? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Why it probably cost me fifty bucks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That and look, that is the big thing. It's probably some really dodgy ones out there, and mm. it probably means nothing, but. But, uh, I mean, even just having it signed and witnessed is in your own signature is a good thing Mm -hmm. rather than, you know, back of a scrap piece of paper and, yeah, like, well, your mum's written it but she hasn't signed it or dated Mm -hmm. it. So, uh, no, 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 very, very, very vital to to do one. Mm -hmm. And you can be young to do it too. Don't think it's just an oldies thing because it's not. Mm. Yeah. you know what was the what was the saying? What's mine is mine, and what's yours is mine, or something. What was the? Yeah, yeah. She was that married partition? Yeah, yeah. Was that right? Was that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anything else on wills? Um. No. No, not really. Get no. one. Get one. Yep. Yeah, definitely. That's my. That's um, my bottom line. What else do we have with planning? I wanted to loop back to the financials of it um, because we know with pre-planning a funeral through a funeral home, yeah, um, it is a fixed price. That's yeah. not going to increase with um, with the regular increases of yeah. you know cost. CPI was it CPI or something what they call it? Yeah. Yeah, you were looking at me like I <laughs> no, no idea. idea. Yep, uh, yep. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> say. I did my prepaid now and I die in 10 years' time with funerals increasing by five, six hundred. I don't have a 10 year diary. Do you, do you want me to record that? Down? No? You can put it down <laughs> on your phone. <laughs> um, Touch what it doesn't. Well, hopefully it doesn't. But if we will remember this day. <laughs> <laughs> Notre yes. Dame as Annie. <laughs> But because funerals are increasing five, six hundred bucks every year, yeah. in ten years' time, I can get my funeral paid for yeah. already for what, that say, was the other ten grand. That, the financial side is a big thing because mm-hmm. I know that we have to, and we we've only only started to do it. But you know, funerals are going up five, six hundred dollars each year, and our prices remain quite low, and. It was then starting to chew into, you know, what I call chew in the fat. You know that that's, so we have to then increase our our mm-hmm. uh, rates, and it's just going to get dearer and dearer and dearer. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So, when when someone says, "Oh, you know, I'm I've been to a financial person, or I'm going to go and do a prepaid, or I'm going to lock that in," it's a great idea because you could get, say, a funeral with us, all the bells and whistles for under ten grand. Right now, in thirty years' time, that could be worth fifty grand, mm-hmm. and you've only spent ten. So the whole idea of um, locking in a your wishes, but also the financial component, is the money that we invest goes into uh, an investment company. Now you're probably thinking, oh, yeah, we've heard of this before, where the money goes when they go down, like mm-hmm. if something happens to them." Our money is capital guaranteed. So what that means is that if we to go bust, touch wood, we don't, um, it then goes to another funeral home that's connected with that organisation. 
Um, but that's not saying that someone can't go to Joe Blog Funerals down the road. Mm. Um, it's just a little bit harder to get the investment out when something does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other side of, it, of that is uh, if all of a sudden that plan management goes down, then the government has the pickup of that. These old systems of where, you know, you invest money and then it would go on the stock market and then they lose, you lose. And, yeah, they're, they're not going to be in business for too long if people do that. So, um, but locking in your price, make sure that when you do look at prepaying that it doesn't go into the funeral director's pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is still some rural country, uh, countries... Uh, companies that are still doing that and they're saying, oh, we've got it in trust, but mm-hmm. lock it away. Lock it away somewhere mm-hmm. um, that you know that can't be touched by them or anyone else until that. We end up being the beneficiaries for it. So whatever interest that that, that uh, fund makes um, will then pick up for all the extra like the CPI increases and things over the years. So... Mm-hmm. The idea is if you take a prepaid out when you're 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever, by the time you're 80, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's well and truly going to cover all of those expenses. If you leave yeah. it until you're in your 70s, yeah, you could still live another good 20, 30 years, but, um, you know, you're probably not going to have much, you know, interest on that. Um, so, yeah. So have a think about it because that's – it's um, quite a – quite a big thing where and you can pay it off you don't have to go you know here's 10 grand like i'll never see it again you can pay it off um we had a lady the other day she was paying um she paid a lump sum at the start and her husband passed away probably about two three years ago and she said i'm definitely going to prepay my funeral which she did and then i think she was ending up paying a hundred dollars I think it was hundred dollars a fortnight or hundred dollars a month or whatever. And she rang. She goes, "Oh, Chris, I, I'm, I really need to lower that rate. I really need because you know I'm getting into some hard times." I said, "That's okay. Like, you know, the thing is that she's invested already, and even if she was to put twenty dollars away a month, mm-hmm. that's twenty dollars away a month. Like, anything counts, mm-hmm. you know. And there is no time limit, so." You know, there is some – it's not like after pay where you've, you know, $10,000 and every fortnight, you know, X amount comes out. You've, you've pretty much got the length of the – until you pass, really. Mm-hmm. But if something does happen in the meantime, you have to pay it out mm-hmm. or the family has to pay it out because um, that's that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so pre-planning, pre-paying is a good option, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, have you guys had much to do with insurances? Like, you know, no, I haven't had anything to do with them as such. Yeah, but I have heard horror stories. Yeah, like you, you'll see on you know daytime TV or like Joe Block Insurance, you know, mm-hmm. and they got all these oldies, you know, dancing and it's like, oh, it's all good. Um, but what it is is. A lot of these insurance companies will take... It's like car insurance, house insurance. They'll say that we'll cover you for $5,000. Mm-hmm. But by the time you pay your premiums for the next 30 years, you might have paid a hundred grand, mm-hmm. like in fees, but you're still only getting $5,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you know. So if you are or if you have already got an insurance, have a look uh, at the terms and conditions and all of that. And the other thing is too is you get to a certain age and they'll cut it Mm. or they'll say you're not entitled to, you know, um, partial disability or or this or that. Mm. So when you're looking at it, yeah, it might look attractive, you know, oh, you can only pay five bucks a week, you know, but in the long run you may be paying more for your funeral than what you're getting paid out. Mm -hmm. Um, War stories, hey? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say that the getting that is like, oh, my God, it's like pulling hen's teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, you need this form done, you need that form done. How Can you prove that he's passed away? Yeah, well, there's one way I can prove, mm-hmm. but you may not like the photo I'm going to send you, <laughs> you know. Like, I mean, that's how it's like, oh, well, yeah, we've got a death certificate, but that doesn't mean anything. Mm. Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. We've had that. Pay the money. Like, yeah. You know, well, they're they, not. They yeah. wanted us to bring Granddad into the bank once. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> we asked if the death certificate was enough. <laughs> mm. Can you please pull him in? Yeah. Can you get him in? <laughs> like we can the Bernies. <laughs> <or>? <laughs> yeah. 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 We can. He's he's not looking too good at mm. the moment, but yeah, that that becomes extreme. But yeah, insurance companies, because. Um, Obviously, through the years I've been doing it, people have always said, oh, you know, I've got this, um, I won't use the brand, but, you know, this insurance company, oh, and they're paying $60 a month and what am I getting for it? You're not really getting anything, Mm-mm. you know. Um, but I think how they're doing it is it pays to belong, you know. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you have to have this and you have to have that. But research, find out from your local director of what they have to offer you don't always have to go with who they go with. Um, obviously, that's a bonus because then they're affiliated. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least you know that your money's going to be safe. Mm-hmm. And that capital guarantee is a real big thing. Um, you know, I'm not a financial advisor, so I can't, you know, but I researched a lot of companies and the one that we have at the moment was the one that was there to help. You know, um, and look after our members. Mm. Prepaids for us are our future. You know, and if more and more people did it, um, a they're getting a great price, great product, great service, and their family's covered. Family doesn't have to dig in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the on the funny side is we've had families that go, oh, then the kids got upset because I was spending their inheritance, mm. and it's like, well. You're going to pay it anyway. <laughs> it's going to happen anyway. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and even with that as well, I mean, you can change a million things in your funeral plan. Yeah. You know, or in your, your prepaid funeral. Yeah. But when it comes to you passing away and you don't have a prepaid funeral in place, mm. your family then has to plan all of that in the span of what, a few days a week. I mean, the other the other side of it is is family history. People don't realise, like we we complete for what I class as an at need funeral. So if someone passes away today, we do a a death registration statement for births, deaths, and marriages, right? Mm-hmm. So on that, we'll obviously have all of their details. 
But even to the point of where was Dad born? Uh, overseas. But where? In Europe. Okay. All right, we're getting there. Can we, like... Narrow it down. Yeah. Was it Hungary? Was it, you know, Britain? Was it... where? Like, where? Like, where, where are we? Like, because just putting a country, I mean, it works, but, you know, even for... Um, what do they call that? Family history? Uh, geology? Genealogy. That. That one. Um, you know, that's important, especially for future years. Like if anyone ever traces it back, they may not know that their great-great-grandfather lived in Hungary. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. he lived in Australia most of his life, but he was born over there. And mm-hmm. so then par- uh, people then know their heritage rather than, oh, yeah, he, he's knocked around in Melbourne. Like, um, So all of that even – so date well, – obviously date of birth, date of death. Um, you got the, the birth – where they were born, um, uh, marriages, like if they've been married once, twice, do you, do you have a, a date? No, I have no idea, you know. Um, no one ever talks about that anymore, mm-hmm. you know. Like, uh, and even their, their children and their dates of birth, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but then the classic one is, well, what was dad's parents' names and occupations? Oh, I don't know. Like, did you ever meet your grandparents? Yeah. Well, what were their names? Grand? Yeah. <laughs> Nan and Pop. <laughs> Nan and Pop. Yeah. Like, but what was, yeah, like most people, they have no idea. Mm. Have no idea. I I had a funeral. God, it would have been quite a few months back now. And it was that exact situation where the family happened to know nothing about this man. Mm. He was a very secretive man. Um, but they knew nothing about him um, except for the fact that for a really long time he worked on the trams. So the celebrant had nothing to talk about in the eulogy yeah. and had to ramble about the about the history of trams in Melbourne. Yeah. The funeral well, that's all you can. Minutes. That's all you can do. Yeah. You, can only, you can only do as much as what people give you, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the um, – that's the – yeah – but that comes down to learning about people's lives. The other thing that I was going to bring up is life history, your own. Like start writing a journal or write a log of where you were born, what you used to get up to with kids, even to the point is what games did you used to play with the street kids or sounds a bit like streeties. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I was hanging down at the railway station. Um, but yes, just, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what games you used to get up to? What, um, you know, did you have a, did you have a bike? Did you have a, mm. what was your first car? What was, you know, um, any brothers or any things that you used to do with your brothers and sisters? All of those type of stuff. A lot of that early years, people don't know. Mm-hmm. And if you go and ask uh, an elderly person about their life, they go, you know what, you're the first one that's actually asked me that. Mm-hmm. And you just think, isn't that what we should be doing? Mm-hmm. I mean, I totally get the whole war thing, you know, that they might have the PTSD, what is it? PTSD. That one. Um, and, you know, yeah, like not having to relive that. But 
sometimes it's just like where was your campaign? Where where did you go? What did you you know? Were you on a boat? Were you in a plane? Were you army? What were you? Because um, once again, once once that person's gone, and no one's ever spoken about it, you can't get that information. Well, where do you look? Like war records that is going to say when you were enlisted, what you did, and when you when you got discharged. That's it. And you got to try to fill the middle. Nah, it's 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 a good idea to write all that stuff down because we just don't know when our time's up. You know, like if if you went home and you said to, I mean, even with Unico, if you went home and said to your daughter, "Where did I go to school? What did I used to get up to as a kid?" What do you reckon she'd say to you? <laughs> She knows what school I went to because she went there too. Oh, bugger it. <laughs> All right. Now but let me she knows think. what I did as a kid as well. Oh, my God. Well, that's that's good. Yeah, well, that, that didn't go too well. You meant to go, oh, no, she would say. Um, but, yeah, look, I think just on the general rule, if I went out there and asked someone outside, I guarantee it they wouldn't be able to tell us. The issue is that I only know my mum's naughty stories of when yeah. she was – my mom was a bit of a rebel back in the day. But that's all right. So I only know, I only know. Naughty stories ones. are good. Yeah, like the time <laughs> she let the handbrake off and drove my grandmother's <laughs> car into the Darwin Wharf. That's a fun one. But I Where's only the car, darling? Um, um, it went fishing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I only know uh, the naughty stories. So I know that my mom's eulogy is going to be a lot of laughs. Yeah. I'm looking forward to writing it. Yeah. Not that I hope that she dies soon, <laughs> no, but I'm no. saying that. And mum, if you are listening to this, we're not praying that this is going to happen. And I love you and I hope you stick around. <laughs> yeah. But important for knowledge. Knowledge of – and I think I think kids in society now have like everything screen time. Mm. They don't have time like – I think gone are the days of sitting around a table and talking about life, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, we always make sure that of a night time we sit around the table if we can at night and have dinner and talk about the day, but that's only very quick. Mm-hmm. But that's just that's just time. Yeah. Um, you know, unless it's takeaway or something, you can go and watch a movie or go and do whatever. That's different. But when you, when you make something at home and you just say, just give me half an hour, <laughs> that's all I'm asking you. And you can get all your housekeeping stuff out of the way, mm-hmm. um, but they're the things that you that you learn about, you know, family and why why we do things, how we do it. And I swear to God, I don't know about you two, but I know being an adult now, um, I've only just turned one. <laughs> um, it's Chris's nineteenth birthday. <laughs> 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 Woohoo! Yeah. Um, but how much you act like your parents, mm. like? Mm. Don't say that. No, no, I think <laughs> no, I think about it like, you know, we always, as we grow up, we always say, "Oh, I'm never going to say that," like, mm. you know, I'm never going to say that. But then you, then you do, and you go, "Oh my god, I've yeah. turned into that." I had a real uh, oh moment. Yeah. This weekend. So my brothers and my mom have been down on holiday. And my brothers, God love them, um, teenagers, both of them, and at each other's throats all the time. Yeah. They just 
bigger and bigger and bigger. And I don't understand why they don't like each other because they're both cool people. But whatever, I had to be like, I had to step in and say, you know, give them a serving. And then I walked yeah. away from it and I was like, I sound just like Karen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that. And I think, no, but memory. Memory is a very big thing. I, I just think more people need to probably... You know, even after listening to this, just you might just occasionally just write a few things down or whatever. Um, life's too fast-paced. You don't get an opportunity or enough self-time. Um, but you just need to you need to do that, I think. I think it's important. And if, if, like, you know, Nicole said that her kids sort of know what's what and who's what, well, that's fantastic. But I guarantee it there'd be – you would be a rare one compared to some of them out there. You know, they have no idea. Oh, oh, does it come on an app? No. Well, it might, but no, I'd love you to learn more about me rather than, you know, mm-hmm. see me up on a, yeah. an app. Um, what else? What else have we got? Anything else there? Um, hmm, let me have a look. No, I think that... I think that yeah, <laughs> just while I'm waiting. I think that we've been through most of Mm. Ah, being donated to science. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not covered that. Um, It's a great idea. It comes with a free promotion at the end of it. It does. (laughs) (laughs) Bargain. Um, All right. So, how how do they go about doing that? You know, that's a really good question, Chris. I was hoping you'd answer that one for me. Well, I just so happen to know. Similar to organ donation, mm-hmm. um, I think it's the University of Melbourne or Victoria that that does body donation. So mm-hmm. if they know that you've passed away, then it would be a contact to them. They then send their own crew to go and do the transfer from that location and take them to the university. That is where they then... Uh, utilise your body or store your body how they want it to be. Mm-hmm. Now, giving your body to science can mean multiple things. If you've had an ailment, for example, there's an organisation, really, really lovely organisation, that if you've had Alzheimer's or any sort of brain type things, they will actually, you can donate your brain to science mm-hmm. And then they're able to do research on that to then find out your type of Alzheimer's or dementia mm-hmm. or mental, you know, parts of your head. Um, fantastic organisation. But the rest of the body then can be, you know, given back to the family and gone, yeah, happy. But mm-hmm. the brain has to be removed within a certain couple of – I think it's a couple of days after mm-hmm. death, you know, for that to happen. The other side is your full body um, – now, for example, say doctors, nurses, all of those people that are studying, even or even um, physios and osteos, all get a slice of the pie, so to speak. So, for example, one of our daughters, or actually both of our daughters are doing nursing and they had a, they call it, I don't know if it was 3D modelling, but it was actually like real arm, real leg, mm-hmm. but it's been dissected or peeled to... There's certain sections, so it might be muscles, it might be vascular, it might be bone. Um, so that's where all these donations have come mm-hmm. have come from. Now, I used to do interstate 
deceased transfers and I had to take boxes of arms, legs, heads, all sorts of things from Melbourne to Adelaide mm-hmm. to where they can then do their their bits on that. Um, and then they pretty much all get together and, and do a big bonfire, like a big cremation. Um, if, for example, um, there is certain organisations out there that will take your body as a complete whole and then they will do research just on everything on you. So they won't, um, you know, you haven't got the arm of Mr Smith and the head of Brown. It's all you. But I don't think that, I think that's quite rare now. Mm. Um, The good thing is with doing your body to science is uh, there's no payment. Like you don't have to pay for that. And if they're going to do your complete unit, um, I think they even... I think at times I actually can return some of the ashes back to you. Um, but I think I think if you've got an arm here and a leg there and, a, you know, it's pretty much just that they do the cremation and do the scatter somewhere because yeah. you're not going to be able to no. match up. It's like what was the, you know, this bone connects to that <laughs> bone. You're not going to be able to do that. Um, but there was a time where they had so many people donating the science that they had to knock them back. Mm. Um, there wasn't enough, yeah. not enough fridge space. Mm. So, which was quite, I mean, during that pandemic, obviously no one could work on them. Mm-hmm. So they weren't able to move these bodies quickly. Mm. Um, and same with the brain donation, weren't able to do that either. So all of these people that were relying on a funding and things like that weren't able to work. And weren't able to um, try to help with like cancer and you know all those type of things that we need to do. Hopefully one day, you know, we just get enough of of one type of ailment and be able to fix it. That would be a good thing. Um, but I think it's just a matter of looking up body donation uh, or body donated to science. I think it comes under Melbourne or Victorian University. And they'll say yes or no, but there'll be an application of mm. how you do it, you know. Um, yeah. So it's a bit weird when you, on this side of things, when you've got, especially with that interstate transfers, was like, mm. you know, seeing written on the box, left leg. <laughs> it's like um, like you've just been to I- Ikea yeah. and I got bits of everything. <laughs> it's like now I've got to put this thing together, but... Um, yeah, no, well done to those people that do donate because I think that's vital. That's what teaches our future mm-hmm. medical people. And without that, you know, we we can't really – yeah, you can do it on live people but that's not the same. No. You want to make sure you got the stitching right on, on something, on a on a um, deceased person than, mm-hmm. you know, making a mess on a live one. Um, actually, they don't probably – probably don't need much help with that <laughs> at times they can do that um yeah anything else on there um no i actually think that might have been it all right so a bit of an overview so today we've been talking a lot about obviously pre-planning pre-paying um body donation uh organ donation um the difference between um you know insurance and the prepaid side of things um 
You know, probably one of the big things that I could say just before we do sign off for the day is go to your doctor. It's probably a real big thing because even though you think, no, I'm all good, go and have regular blood tests done, go and get a checkup. You're only, as we know, doctors, you're in and out within five to ten minutes, so you're not there for long. You're probably there longer waiting to get in. But Mm. go and have your, your screening done. Go and have your blood test done. Because if something ever happens to you, the difference between a doctor saying, oh, he was in six weeks ago and his cholesterol was up slightly, is probably less likely of you having to go to the coroner and be, you know, autopsied and things like that to find out something that could have been answered by a by a blood test. So, you know, don't be a hero. Uh, And I totally get it. No one ever wants to go to the doctor because it's just, you know, they might find something. But... um, you know, when it comes to health checks, things like that, go and get it. Especially if you fit history in the family of heart, you know, lungs, um, you know, cancer can be a big thing. Um, you know, the, the different gene conditions, um, you know, all of those conditions, especially if you've got little ones and things like that too, that it, it's going to help them along the way. Um, so... Well, thank you very much, ladies. You've done you've done a great job today, and even the moving of the um, microphone that that that's worked quite well too. Uh, so well done. Um, yeah. Anything you want to say before we before we sign off? Um, no. We'd just like to stress again that you should get a will. Yes. Oh, yes, and wills. Yes. See, I'm getting old. Forget. <laughs> Uh, but you're only 19. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, I'm only new. <laughs> I'm only young. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, if you haven't listened to the other podcast, go and do yourself a favour. Maybe go and check out another podcast. No, no, no. Check ours. Um, we are on socials, Facebook. We're Brember Family Funerals, Instagram. Um, but our big account is our TikTok account. Um, and, yeah, join. Join, join, join. Come and follow. Um Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Annie. And uh, whatever you're doing now, go and enjoy. And we'll talk to you later on. Bye for now. Bye.